Happy New Year. Welcome to the first 2018 edition of Bees Pod. My name's Ian, and on today's show, we had Charlie Castle on to discuss Barnett's latest defeat, a 2-1 reverse against Swindon Town on Saturday. Despite a disappointing performance and ultimately a result, the Bees played well in various parts of the game, and it looks as though we could have some grounds for optimism as we approach the crucial January transfer window. As ever, it's going to be a very topsy-turvy 2018 for the Bees, with the fights and the threat of relegation looming large. We hope you enjoyed today's show, and please, as ever, get in touch on Twitter, SoundCloud or Facebook if you have any questions or comments for us. Enjoy the show. Uh, welcome to uh, Beast Pod. I'm uh, joined after a, a tricky afternoon uh, against Swindon uh, by Charlie. How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm good. Yeah. Been better, but I'm good. Been better. Well, I mean, another defeat, four in a row now. Um, but a reasonable performance in the first half. What, what do you make of today's game? I thought we played well. I don't think we deserved to lose. We definitely deserved a point. Um, once again, set pieces, as our uh, defending set pieces being our downfall. And both the free kicks, which led to both their goals, were from giving the ball away uh, quite softly in silly areas. Uh, it's just gutting because we we did play well, and it's it has been. I didn't go to Exeter, but I've heard we played well down there. And I went to Cambridge, and obviously today, and it has been an improvement since I last went. But it's, we're just not we're not getting wins, and you're not going to stay up if you don't win games. You can play as well as you want. If you don't get the points, you're not going to stay up. I mean, we started off today relatively bright against a decent Swindon side. What, what did you make of the starting lineup today? Because McGee's made quite a few changes. He brought in, um, well, you had Fongok starting last game. We had Fongok Marrow in the middle, and then Tatunda came on for an injury for Blackman. What did you make of, the, of how he set up today? I think when Tatunda came on, that was our, I think Mem said it on Twitter as well, that was our strongest 11 once Tatunda was on. Um, you could, it, was, it was, Wesley Fongok makes such a difference in the middle, him and Marrow in the middle. Uh, from Watson and Sweeney you know and I'm glad to see well I don't like to single out any player but I'm glad to see Watson out of the team um, not sure did Blackman go off was Blackman injured yeah he was injured he um, I think it was his hamstring and he, oh, he right. sort of hobbled past the main stand on the way out he's just Tissonda's so much more useful going forward you saw towards the end there he was our he was our most dangerous dangerous player um, Brindley looked good going forward today. It was nice to see us getting forward down the flanks, um, fullbacks getting forward, Jamal Campbell Rice linking up very well with Brindley. We looked much more tighter, and there wasn't the, the opposition weren't sailing through our midfield, you know, like no one was there. We were there, and Fongat was clearing up, and he was passing forward, and we did play well. We played well. It was interesting to see Clough out the side. Um, but what are your views on Clough's the one that Mem and I always talk about? I, I'm not. Clough's biggest fan and I think I watched the, I didn't go to the Exeter game but I watched the game and I watched the highlights afterwards again mm. and I, he, he strikes me as someone who's quite error prone but mm. then there are some people who say I'm being quite harsh what, what are your views on Clough? I think I think um, he, st- he, is, he is solid he is a solid defender he's like an old fashioned defender gets in the way of everything but I mean he has been at fault for a lot of the goals recently. Um, it's sort of down. It's sort of he sort of really slid out of form since his own goal at Chesterfield. It's really been noticeable then, and he was at fault for the goal at Cambridge, um, like you said, uh, Exeter as well. So I think any other position, if you're not performing, you do get dropped. So I think him being dropped is justified um, today. 
I mean, it's interesting because uh, one of the things that I, I was picking up on today was, again, we still look quite error-prone at the back. And Nelson, you know, he's been a brilliant player for us in terms of giving that stability and that experience. But today, again, he, he just made a couple of mistakes which led to yeah. their sort of opportunities. Going into the transfer window, which opens today, it, what, what sort of areas on the pitch do you think we need to be improving in? Well, we've, we've already signed... Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> You-know-who. You we've signed the you-know-who defensive midfielder. Um, I mean, he's had great, great um, comments from all the Bohemian fans in Ireland who said he's tremendous. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in with uh, the League Two football. I know he said he's come out himself and said that it's going to be a big step for him stepping up because he's seen us play and he says the difference in sort of stature and strength in the sides in this league is a lot sort of better and bigger than, than the Irish league. So it'll be interesting to see how he settles in, but it's obviously give him a chance just like every new player should um, I mean now Clough I don't know it's hard do we need a defender I think we do because Nelson isn't going to play every game yeah. Clough's getting dropped he's not in form so that leaves us with just Santos so I think we do need a centre half we need another goalie because we got a I think he was 16, 17 year old on the bench today. Um, was it Mackenzie Lyle? Again? Mackenzie Lyle's yeah, little yeah, yeah. brother. Oh, really? Okay. It was his little brother because he's out Good on loan. So his little brother was a sub. Um, so I think we need a keeper because Jamie Stevens is quite injury prone. Um, I'd get another centre midfielder. And I think we need a a winger. We need yeah. a winger. Um, we haven't got an out and out left hand sided winger. And that's something that people were commenting on. I thought Campbell Rice today in the first half, he was excellent. And then the, the, the issue I have with him is that he holds the ball seemingly for too long in certain stages and that's really useful sometimes you know you got an assist today brilliantly and you know you could throw it back in my face but about four or five moves particularly towards the end when we had a few breaks here that he holds onto the ball for just a little bit too long yeah. um and i think when i look back to this time last year we had Leighton orient away which was the highlight for me of 2017 mm, yeah. and we had you know nana kiai in that second goal where he just was running directly and, mm. and getting balls in um i guess the other kind of big question that a lot of people are talking about is mcgee and um uh, we, we've spoken a little bit before about McGee and uh, I, I know people have quite strong views on him based on what you've seen in the last few games what, what are your thoughts on him and um, the, the situation going forwards it's, it's such a tough one because do I think he's the man to take us forward as a club no do I think he's the man to keep us up no straightforward it, then yeah it's not it's not look a manager can set up a team and do t tactics and team selection etc etc but it's there's a lot more than that it comes with you know one-to-one manage one-to-one personal management uh, how he deals with addressing situations in the changing room at halftime or before and after a game and I've seen his interviews and I know Mem's commented it on as well he's so negative he's so negative and he, he says we're in a relegation scrap yeah yes we are but it's there's still half a season to go you know we can we can we can get out of this but if you've got that in your dressing room as a player, sort of, I'm sure he said that to them as well. And if they're watching the interviews that he does, it's not really, it doesn't, it's not going to give you confidence, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting one because one of my big things, I think this is our kind of fifth manager in so far yeah. as like managerial appointments. Because we had, we had Rossi and Henry, then Henry left, and it was Rossi. Then it went back to um, uh, what's he called, Nugent. Yeah. Then back to Rossi, and then obviously we've had a, a change since. And I think that. One of the issues, I, one of the things I think about is whether or not it's instability itself that's the problem rather than who's in charge. Because, you know, today, for example, I mean, it's taken them six games to really find out mm. the right formation. But if you, if you were to say, OK, well, McGee's not the right person, you know, and you don't think he's going to keep us up. So who would you be looking at to kind of come in and fill the void? I'm a big, big, big fan of 
Luke Garrard. Um, I actually know Luke as well. Um, he used to train my brother and he comes and drinks in my pub, so I chat to him uh, quite a lot. And I think he'd be great for Barnet. He's, I mean, you've only got to look at what he's doing with Boreham Wood. Boreham Wood get 500 fans a home game. They've got one of the lowest budgets in the league. Um, they've just got a point today away at Sutton, who are second in the league. They're three points outplayed the playoffs with a game in hand. I think we, for the long term, we need somebody like that who is young, up and coming, has had success in the conference to take us forward. He's got ambition. You know, McGee's, McGee's got all these games under his belt. Yeah, so what? Like, what? If he has got all this experience and stuff, why isn't he? Why isn't he in the top? Do you know what I mean? Why isn't he managing in the higher leagues? You know, he's clearly not uh, done enough to earn his, you know, credit as a manager. Yeah. And we've got. You've only got to look at the Cowley brothers at um, Lincoln. I mean, that's a perfect example. I mean, I remember them years ago, about three, four years ago. We played um, Concord Rangers yeah. in the FA Trophy. Oh, were they managers there? Were they, they were managers yeah, yeah. Concord Rangers, and they knocked us out of the cup. And I was sat in the East Stand right behind the dugout. Yeah. And they were giving it like, do you know what I mean? They were just, it was, they, you notice them, you notice them. And I was like, oh, they're, they're, they seem like they're going to do good. And then next thing you know, they're at, uh, at Lincoln and, Bre- uh, sorry, Braintree before that and Lincoln. Yeah. And now they're just flying high in League Two, you know? That's what we need, someone like that. The Garrett one's come up a few times. And I think he's, Mem, Mem made an analysis on this on Twitter saying mm-hmm. that we've done our share of experienced managers, have, of yeah. old managers through Martin Allen, obviously. And then also through sort of, rookie managers like mm-hmm. Nugent and Rossi in their first job and I think he's saying well the time is for someone on their way up who's got a bit of experience to back it up just a question on Boreham Wood I mean I I don't know I've been to see them a few times over the years yeah. w- was there not quite a lot of money involved there at the start or is that sort of dried up now I think he's I think the chairman the chairman is rich yeah. he is a, he's a rich man um, but I don't think all of like do you know what I mean he's in terms of what they get on the gates, they get 500 uh, home fans a game. Like that's not going to generate any money. There's nothing there to generate any money at all. It all comes out of his pocket. Whereas here we've got the the ground, yeah, all the resources funding our um, money. But I mean, they when Garrard took over at Bournemouth, um, they were sort of in the bottom bottom four, five. Kept them up his first season. Second season he got them to 11th mid table. And this season, halfway through, they're just sitting a couple of points outside the playoffs. So it's clear to see that he's, you know, he's done absolute wonders there, and he's found some good, good players. And like Mem said on the other the episode the other day, he's got players who are getting scouted by teams in higher divisions who have come from nowhere. So he's he's certainly got a few things in his in his box. I mean, I guess that the second thing though is more sort of your opinion. Do you think? we will actually make a change? As in, you think that TK, do you think TK will make another change or do you think A, due to his loyalty to McGee, perhaps because he knows him quite well and B, because of we've made so many already, do you think he actually will make a change? Well, he's, he's, he's not, McGee's not going to go today, tonight, you know, he's going he's gonna to be given January to get players in. But if, if we go the whole of January, sort of, I mean, we've got, we've got Crawley, we haven't got a game next weekend, but then we've got Crawley and then we've got, um, Lincoln and yeah. Cheltenham, right? That's three games there that are tough, tough. Crawley away, tough. Lincoln at home, tough. And um, Cheltenham away, even tougher. Yeah. I, I can't see us right now getting. Maybe we'd be lucky to get three points out of those three games. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Like if by the end of the month, if we're still in this position, going into February. You know, there's not long left. He's going to have to act. Something's got to change. I mean, it's interesting because we are still 22nd today, having lost our last four games. 
mainly due to the fact that there are just sides at the bottom for whatever reason cannot win. Yeah. I mean, Forest Green. I was at, did, you, did you go to the Forest Green game at the start of the season? season? Yeah. I didn't know. Okay, I didn't so I mean, they, it's interesting because they looked all right side. They didn't mm. look like terrible. I mean, Morecambe, who we who we played a few weeks yeah. ago, were shocking. Um, and then Chesterfield, who are a big club with mm. a very similar resources to us, a, a much bigger club in terms of gates and stuff. So I can't really see certainly Chesterfield staying down there for that much longer and it just seems as though we're almost in a false position not because we should be better than we are yeah. but actually because we should be you know at this yeah. point three or four points adrift yeah um, but, but before you know it you know it's going to be too late and we're going to be that we're going to be relegated and I've, I've just had a look at the fixtures this morning yeah our last game of the season have you seen it is it Chesterfield Chesterfield at home Good God. you just know <laughs> it's another you just know another it's going to be it's, yeah it's going to be Barnet Chesterfield to stay up but I mean I, I just hope we're out of it by then but I just can't I mean you look at that today right and we are yes granted we are only losing by the odd one goal one nils two ones You've got to win. You have to win games. You just have to win games. I, I agree. I think it's a mentality issue for me yeah. as well because today, for example, we played well throughout the, most of the game. The first half we were definitely on top. We didn't deserve to lose the game overall. Second half they controlled the tempo mm. a lot better. But what were the goals? The goals were an individual error, I think, through that free kick, which was a bit. It was a bit unlucky, but an individual error. Yeah. And then the second goal, of course, was just a set piece. Yeah. And so we basically start every game from a two goal disadvantage because yeah, yeah. we know that one of our players is going to make a mistake and we're going to concede a goal from a set piece yeah. and if you do that over and over and over again no matter how well you play for the rest of the 85 minutes you can't afford to yeah. play with those handicaps I think the goals like you said about the uh, having a 2-0 deficit to start the games if we I think I read on Twitter today someone put that if we all the goals we've conceded in the last 10 five, minutes, ten or minutes so. yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd have 9 I think it was 9 we must be getting on for that because it's 9 points better off yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a lot. That's that would take us on twenty nine points, you know, and we're sort of out that out that bottom three rut sort of thing. And it's, it's also a confidence thing because the players know, you know, if you if you know Exeter, for example, like seeing yeah. that game out, they you know that you've got it in you to make that mistake. Then yeah. you're going to drop a bit deeper. You're going to make those sort of decisions that will, will yeah. cause you to perhaps fall a bit further back. Um, I just knew. I just knew the Exeter game. I was watching it on Soccer Saturday. And you just knew it was going to come up at the bottom that Exeter scored. I just knew, I just knew it. It's like becoming second nature now, you know. Um, and I thought we'd got over that when we, the Morecambe game the other week when they scored in the last 20 minutes. And we saw it out. Yeah, we, we weathered that storm quite well. And I thought, you know, this is the start of seeing out games. And then we go and do that at Exeter. It's, it needs to change. Something needs to change. Some, we need to work on set pieces in training because it's becoming ridiculous. It's, it really is our downfall. And other teams know it as well. I mean, Swindon had no other chances today apart mm. from the two goals they took. Mm. Um, and it is it is really frustrating seeing it over and over again. Yeah. What, one few, few final things there. I mean, one of the things that was evident at the Cheltenham game was the relationship between the fans and the players. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Campbell Rice, we saw have a, a discussion with some fans and McGee in his programme notes was talking about that today. Interestingly, so today we were at 1,400 home fans. Um, how are you feeling about that in terms of, as a fan, do you feel that things are going in the right direction do you feel as though we're as a club sort of sticking together through this moment or do you feel that there's some fractures in the fan base that need to be addressed I mean I was just sitting there now just as the final whistle went and it was it's not a nice feeling around the club at the moment with it with, with the fans and the players I mean obviously the move to the hive is gonna we should make our home attendances lower you know but we if we win games it attracts crowds simple as that um I think we all just have to we all have to stick together um, and you know the the support 
from the home fans at the Hive help does help the players. You know, when we, when it's when it's an atmosphere, it helped last in the Morecambe game was a perfect example um, when everyone was crammed into the West Stand. Um, yeah, I'm just. It's just. It's, it really is devastating. It's just devastating, like the way the the, the way the club is at the moment. At the moment, yeah. I, it's. It, I do fear the worst. I do fear the worst. I really do. Like, so you reckon? I mean, I, my next question was going to be looking at the fixtures ahead of the end of the season. I mean, if you were a betting man, w- would you bet on survival or relegation? I think uh, right now, how I feel right now, I think we're going down. I really do, and I'm the, I am the biggest optimist you'll ever meet. I go to every, every away game I go to. I, I say we're going to win, I, and I genuinely believe that. And last few, few weeks, I've I've said to myself, yeah, I, I do, I do think we're going down. If if things don't change, and, and I don't know what's going to. Yes, McGee might turn it around, but when? When's it? When? When? You know, it's it's going to be. Is, is, is it going to be too late? I mean, and it's frustrating as well because the performances are good, but it, that's almost worse in a way because you yeah. know what? I'd rather us get beat. I remember we got beat by Exeter four one a few years ago, and I've seen Barnett get tonked as you have I'm sure yeah, times oh God, and yeah. it's not crew away 7-0 yeah, 7-0 oh, seven 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 yeah. Stimson wasn't it and also <laughs> uh, but you know I remember we were Notts County with 3-0 down inside like, or 4-0 yeah. down I think it's like half an hour but it's so frustrating when you just see that you know it's that same old pattern repeating itself yeah um, so let's finish on a positive then I, I'm going to first of uh, January I'm going to give you three wishes for the new year for Barnet what, what would your three wishes be three wishes for the new year uh, I'd Barnet to, Barnet to stay up first and foremost okay. um, Kindy to get back amongst the goals on a consistent level um, and, and I'm assuming stay with the club and yeah <laughs> stay with the that. club I mean yeah God will, will people might be coming for him in January I don't know who I, knows it just, I mean it's a bit of a segue from your wishes but I think yeah, yeah. again today I mean, he got a good goal today but he yeah, uh, for him, it's a hard one because I remember we had a chat in the pre-season episode yeah. and you were saying how we've got Coulthurst and McKinde yeah. and Campbell Rice, sort of London players staying around here. But it must be frustrating for him to see he, he could be at Luton. Yeah. He could be the, the main man at Luton or the yeah. main man at Lincoln. Um, so it, exactly. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see that one. Um, and my final wish would be for, if you're listening, if you're listening, Mr. Tony Clanthos, to come out and make a statement of some sort because we haven't heard from you in months um, it's like you're hiding away I mean I used to uh, we're, we're sat in the uh, Legends bar now and I used to see him in here all the time before games start the season he was always in here always chatting to the fans and talking to the staff behind the bar I've not seen, I've not seen him or heard from him in God knows how long so it'd be so, nice for him to come out and have a word with us so save from a relegation a kid made to school and uh, a statement from the chairman about yeah. how we're going to move forward yes, as well. please um, thank you so much for joining us, Charlie. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll have you back on a bit more regularly as well yeah, throughout the season. Good. And fingers crossed, we stay up. Fingers crossed, yeah. Hopefully. Cheers, mate. <laughs> thank you. Cheers.